Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host. We're going to wrap up this week some reflection on the the power of God and the wisdom of God that's revealed in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that cross in Christ's saving action and dying on the cross and revealing who God is, the radical reality that God is love. And it's not the, it's not Hollywood love. It's not, you know, the Beatles love. It's not, it's, it's the pure, holy, holy love of God. And in this world, it's not just an emotion, but as we're taught by Jesus himself, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And he said, if you keep my commandments, you will bear fruit. Fruit that will last. That is such an important, this right there is critical wisdom we need to understand. Jesus said, I chose you to bear fruit. The fruit of the kingdom. The fruit of what God is growing the new creation, the life of the kingdom of God, a way of life that lives in freedom and total loving submission to God. And it's really seeking and driven by love of God and love of neighbor. And Jesus said, if you obey me, and in this, the world looks at as like, forget it. This is why the pride walk away from the church. It's just like the proud, excuse me walk away from the church. He said, look, I'm not bending my name. I'm not obeying, especially obeying like clergy and those fools who couldn't ever accomplish what I can accomplish. You know, why should I bend the knee to such manifestly weak people? Oh, it just confounds the heart of the proud. It really, truly does. And Jesus says, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. The kingdom of God is about that love. The love revealed perfectly in Jesus on the cross. Humbling ourselves by becoming obedient even unto death. Friends, there's nothing greater, there's nothing more important, there's nothing wiser than to be rightly ordered to God. God is God, you're not. Our posture before him is to bow down, is to humble ourselves and to receive. Not to dictate, not to command, not to pound her chest, not to say, yeah, God, you mean, but I'm going to, I'm going to design my own God that fits, you know, the part of the world we live in, we can see and feel and hear all the time that, you know, the huge numbers of influential people who just mock God, ignore God, but even within the church, people who are baptized and people who consider themselves religious fall into the deception because of pride, not the wisdom that Paul's been talking about all week as we've read just through the second half of 1 Corinthians chapter 1. That human beings lean into their wisdom, you know, the Greek seek wisdom, the today's scientism, the scientists who are scientific in that kind of way. That is, the, the only knowledge we can have is knowledge that comes from people like me who do this kind of research, only scientific knowledge 
is wisdom or scientific knowledge alone can give us hope for laying hold of reality and solving human problems and just exaggerating the results of this gift that God has given us to have minds that are capable of understanding reality of matter, of what the world that God has put us into. That pride, that knowledge, let me put it this way, is not wisdom. Because wisdom really is, is it, wisdom is impossible without acknowledging God. God is our origin. God holds us in being. We receive our identity. We come to understand the meaning of life and the purpose and destiny of the human race, and we align ourselves toward it. And now, as I said yesterday, we too, like it's happened in other times in history, are now coming into experience of God bringing to nothing those who think they're something, bringing to nothing the wise of this world who insist on their own understanding and are leading the world on a collision course. God has given them up. And even people within the church, as I was saying, people who are baptized, are, as Pope Benedict said, they're shaping a Christ and a God that fits the world that they want. They want a God that fits into their plan. Not that they ought to fit into God's plan. That's why we have voices rising in the church to say abortion in some cases is okay. A man should be able to marry a man. That a man can say that he's a woman. And everybody has to say, yes, you're a woman. And it's all up to our own power to design for ourselves what we are, who we are, what we're meant to be. The, the blindness of the proud is to actually believe that and to celebrate it and then to use the powers of politics and the law to demand that everybody else get on that charade, on that lie, right? It's total blindness. And the blindness is there because human hearts have said, I'm not going the way of God. I'm not, I'm not believing in a God. I'm not going to do what is required of a creature before God. I am my own master, period. So that's what, that's the kind of battle that Paul is revealing to us and it's happening here and now. In verse 30 then, he ends this chapter. He said, he is the source of your life in Christ Jesus. Who's that? God the Father. Really in the Holy Spirit who, who dwells in us, who reveals to us who Jesus is. And Paul talks about that in the second chapter, which we'll probably look at next week. Right? He is the source of our life in Christ Jesus. You get it? Christianity is a life. Christianity is life. Christianity is not just a, a you know, a philosophy like the Greeks. Or memorizing the commandments like the Torah. It is God's gift of his own life to us given in his son. And the essence of Christianity is a share in the very life of God. Not just in the knowledge or the wisdom of God. That is God's commandments that are wise and for our good. He's the source of your life in Christ Jesus whom God made our wisdom, 
our righteousness, our sanctification, and our redemption. He made us the wisdom of God. I've been talking about that all week. He is the source of your life in Christ Jesus, whom God made our wisdom. Jesus is our wisdom. Jesus reveals all that I've talked about all this week. If you haven't had a chance, I encourage you really go back and download these programs on our website at renewalministries.net. Download the Renewal Ministries app because the cross of Christ, Paul is telling us, this is the ultimate revelation in this on this earth of the wisdom of God. And I talked in depth about that. And our righteousness, Jesus Christ gave to God what belongs to God. He did justice to God. He fulfilled the commandment to love God. And he unites himself to us. He forgives our sins. He brings us into his relationship with the Father, and we become righteous. He puts us in right relationship with God and gives us a new power and a new capacity to live a new way of life and to walk in God's commandments, walk in God's life, and step by step growing more and more in holiness and giving from the core of our being a free ascent to God's will and growing in holiness. It's Jesus who brings us into that right relationship with God. And he's our sanctification. What does it mean? It means sanctification means to be made holy, to be set apart. Jesus died on the cross to take away sin. There's no forgiveness of sin without the shedding of blood, the Old Testament tells us. Jesus came and shed his blood. The blood of goats, the blood of lambs, pointed to the true Lamb of God and the true sacrifice that would save us. Those offerings in the temple were a foreshadowing a type of what was to come. The blood of goats can't do it, but the blood of the perfect Son of God, that perfect offering of love, that pure blood sacrifice, brings down the whole kingdom of darkness. He destroyed the principalities and powers in that perfect offering of love to the Father, and he washes us clean With that blood, he makes us pure. That happens in baptism. As Paul tells us, it's that act of love by which we were saved, the death of Jesus on the cross. That precious blood is applied to our lives in baptism. And the stain of original sin is taken away. And we're made whole, we're made, we're cleansed so that the holy God could come and dwell in us. That's what it means to be sanctified. Not just to be cleansed of sin and forgiven but now made pure so that the holy God could come and dwell in us as in a temple. That's sanctification. And the Greeks can't do it. You know, the wise men that Paul's talking about, you know what, the politicians can't do it. The money class can't do it. The tech giants can't do it. AI can't do it. Only Jesus Christ can do the thing that the human race needs to have the eternal life that it desires that it was made for. So he's our wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. He redeemed us. He's the redeemer. What does that mean? He bought us back. He bought us out of slavery. He took us out of this condition of slavery. And he brought us into new life as children of God. So here's the final sentence, two sentences of this chapter. He is the source of our life in Christ Jesus. Our loving Father is the source. He gave us His Son. 
whom God made our wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Therefore it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. Human beings love to boast. We just need to boast in the right thing. We need to celebrate and declare what God has done, boasting in God's greatness. But you know what? Human beings don't like that. The flesh hates it because it's like a zero-sum game that we're sucked into believing. Like if, whoa, if I put God on the throne in my life, if I give him all the attention, I don't get the attention I want. I want to be on the throne. I want to be the one that everybody talks about and celebrates and bows down to. I want to be the guy who has the power to move all the chess pieces on the board. I don't want to be humble. I don't want to boast in God's goodness and greatness. Well, that's what heaven's about, friends. It's proclaiming the truth that saves us. It's like Our Lady, you know, the beautiful Magnificat. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For the Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. Anything you can accomplish in this life, friends, you can get to the top of the mountain as it's defined in this world, and it's nothing. I mean, literally nothing, even though the whole world might celebrate you. It's going to do that. We're going to, the world's going to do that to, to the Antichrist when he comes and his lies and his deceptions. Everybody's going to fall down before him. But it's nothing compared to what, what the, the gold that Our Lady found of what God has done in and for us. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Have a great weekend. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth. Would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash FOE. That's renewalministries.net slash FOE.